Blog Talk Radio. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. I am your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and I'm coming at you live from everywhere right here in Las Vegas with good news and bad news if necessary. So this is the place to be and to get heard right here on Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio. And I have an awesome show for you this evening, all right? And it's a continuation from our last show on February 21st, 2016 on Child Support News. And this time, the subject matter for today is about, again, the trust factors and the right to vote when dealing with policing agencies such as the Child Support Enforcement System and decent obligors paying their child support payments. And most of all, you know, having the right to vote, especially at this time of uh, the campaign, what's going on with, you know, uh, Donald Trump and dealing with uh, Hillary Clinton. Um, and, you know, and, you know, other issues that's dealing with that right to vote, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later. But for now, it is about this, the trust factors and the right to vote, part two. This episode, again, is a continuation of our show on last Sunday, which this topic of discussion is about the vanguards, the Black Panthers of 1969, that 10-point program, and can this philosophy fit in today's era without going up against that government? Also in discussion is about the clergy. Where are you? Malachi 2, verses 7 through 9, and 1 Timothy 1, 8 through 10, okay? And we're dealing with colonizing. Check out Proverbs 6 and 6. Look at the ants and learn from them. Also, study the bees and the mole rats. What? They did what they all have in common when it comes to survival. Then we have collaboration, not escalation. We need to collaborate. And finally, in this conversation that we're going to have is connection. Let's stop talking and connect. And that question that I always ask since we're on the subject of the right to vote, do obligors have the right to vote? How can we show trust and understanding? This is the key element to any relationship, and especially when dealing with child support enforcement agencies, or this will be always an issue of predators on a higher level. So come join me and my guest, Alpha C. Hells from Family First International to find solutions and resolutions to bridge the gap Call in at this call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And we're going to go on into the conversation. Now, the reason why I brought up the fact about the vanguards which is those, the Black Panthers of 1969, because they had a 10-point program. 
And it really worked. The only difference that caused it not to work to the best of its ability in going down in generations is because of Mr. Hoover. Yeah, Edgar Hoover. He was the one that stopped it, okay, because he called it, he called them communists. And I went to go look up that word communist. I said, communist? Now, why would they go and call the, you know, the Black Panthers communists? So when I went to go look this up, now, you know, I'm out of school. They tell you not to ever go into Wikipedia and stuff, but, hey, Wikipedia has some stuff that's very, very interesting. So I'm in Wikipedia. I'm out of school now. And what they talk about in here is this, is that the ideology grouped around the ideal of being a, a communist or or what they were calling the Black Panthers of that time, was because they said they, uh, it was about the economic system and the working class who must work to survive make up a majority of the society. And the capitalist class, a minority who derive profit from employing you know, that, that working class through private ownership of the means of production, so when they talk about the means of production is basically them being communists because they found a way to make a movement within their own colony and be productive and not have to lean on the government. And the government didn't like that because they was missing out on money. They wanted that to make money with. So they dispersed this group of people in order to make money off of that that they were using to survive with. So they called them communists, but me, I would say they the communists and the socialists and any other thing you want to call it, the capitalists. You know what I'm saying? Because they capitalized on everything that was meant to help a group of people to survive without the help of another group of people, and they came in and infringed upon it to make money off of it. Now, I am going to go even further to talk about the 10-point program. And the reason why I ask this question, can this program or this philosophy fit in today's era without rioting the government, okay? And what they, what the Black Panthers 10 point program was about, they said, we want freedom. We want power to determine the destiny of our black and oppressed communities. We want full employment of our people. We want to end the robbery of the capitalists of our black and oppressed communities. That's three of the 10 point program. The fourth one was we want decent housing fit for the shelter of human beings. Five, we want decent education for our people that exposes the true nature of this decadent America, American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in the present day society. Six. We want completely free health care for all black and oppressed people. Seven, 
We want an immediate end to police brutality and murder of our black people, other people of color, all oppressed people inside the United States. We want an immediate end to all wars of aggression. Nine, we want freedom for all black and oppressed people now held in the federal, state, county, and city military prisons and jails. We want trials by jury of peers for all persons charged with so-called crimes under the laws of this country. Ten, we want land, bread, housing, education, clothing, justice, peace, and people's community control of modern technology. Ooh, look at that. Now, most of this that I have talked on just so far from the 10-point program that the Vanguard did in 1959 is still today. I mean, you can put this together and find that this fits right now today. They were, let's say that they were before their time. Okay, this is the way I would put it. See, I got the floor. I'm Lardy Miss Clardy. I can talk. You know what I'm saying? There might be some people out there that's afraid to talk about stuff like this. But on this forum, we're going to talk about this because you know why? We got a gap to close. And so talking about that 10-point program, and if you got something to say on that, you know you can call in at the call-in number of 10, of 347-884-8684. And just remember that you know we have other callers that may want to come in and have something to say, so I want to limit it to three to five minutes to every caller, you know, and and that you don't come on the show irate, you know, talking about other issues that do not go in together with what we're talking about on this show, because these are important areas to solutions. And we're trying to find it. And I am trying to help in this subject, okay? So let's move on. Let's talk about the clergy. Now, clergy, where are you all at? All right, let me start. You know, here in Malachi, let's look at Malachi 2, chapter 2, 7 through 9. Now, I'm going to let you know that I am not a Bible scholar, but I got common sense, okay? So, you know, if something I'm saying hit home and I don't know where it's at in the Bible, but you do, come on to the show and say something. You know, I had put out there stuff about uh, the clergy on this subject. Uh, I sent it through Facebook. And I sent out to all clergy that I had on my Facebook as friends, okay? I may not know these people, but, hey, they wanted to be friends with me. So I sent this information out on Facebook, and I put it in the inbox. Do you know uh, one of them took and left the conversation? Here, I mean, all I was doing was promoting that this is the show we getting ready to have on Child Support News. Now, clergy, okay, I'm not getting on every last one of you because I know that there's good clergy out there just like that there's bad. But I am going to stand the ground as to say this. Here is, we done went through one big, big movement that happened to 
you know, the grassroots communities and all those that may be in your churches. You know, we went through that mortgage fraud situation, and to make it short, to make a point is this, is that where was everybody at when everybody's house was getting taken? Where was the clergy at? You know what I'm saying? I know that you were seeing, you know, members in your in your congregation that was going through the woes of their life, and they were putting money into your plates, you know, as tithing, and those tithes weren't just all meant to be for spending of, you know, taking care of, you know, the 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 uh, the uh, the places that you hold the congregation in, and also your crib and your cars and and bills that need to be paid on both sides of the spectrum. But it was also supposed to be a bank for when people come and they need you and they've been faithful in doing those tithes or whatever you want to call them. You know, they should, when they come to you saying that they need help, you know, there should be somebody out there, you know, getting the knowledge of knowing who who is going through and to help a person out of it. It shouldn't have been that elderly and all the rest have lost their homes behind, you know, this tragedy. And, you know, and these people still, they don't got nowhere to go but back to your church. So my issue on this subject is this. See, now, we're talking about child support, child support news. There are decent people that are trying to uh, pay their bills and what so, and they're right there in your churches. And what I want to see happen is something that was lost because back in the early 80s and the 70s, the, ch- the clergy was in the courtrooms helping, you know, the people in the communities. We don't see much of that anymore. So I am saying, I'm bringing out this, this, this particular Bible verse, which talks about, uh, you know, our priests and disobedient people. And so we're coming out of Malachi 2, okay? Hold on, let me get my, get my book out. We're coming out of Malachi chapter 2, verse 79. And it says right here in verse 7 in chapter 2, For the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should seek the law at his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. But ye are departed out of the way. Ye have caused many to stumble at the law. Ye have corrupted the covenant of Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore, have I also made you contemptible and base before all the people according as ye have not kept my ways, but have been partial in the law. Well, I'll just say this to all that's listening out there and maybe those that are out there, you know, uh, that's in the in the will of God and whether you think you are or not, I don't know, but it speaks volumes right there. So before I go on to the next phase, which is colonizing, I'm going to just call my brother Alpha C. Hales to the front because, you know, he has a love 
to help decent people that's been disadvantaged. And he wants to educate you, just like I do, okay, on how to be self-sufficient. And most of all, we need somebody to trust. So the words that's coming out of my mouth today is that we need you, clergy. We need you out here. We need you in the court system. We need your knowledge. God didn't say just be in the darn church house. He said, come out and the byways. Jesus didn't even have a crib. He didn't even have a church house. But he was always out where he can be visible for the people to see him to get the blessing, to get the knowledge. Now, I understand that there are some people out here that you can preach and preach all day, you know, and they never get it. I mean, well, it is their choice, but we need you, clergy, to be visible. So I'm going to cut it down right there, and I'm going to say I'm going to bring Brother Alpha to the forefront, and, you know, and let's say hello to Brother Alpha from Family First International, and, you know, and just, you know, let's sit back and listen to some some serious knowledge because this brother brings some common sense to you know, uh, to all this that's going on, and I'm with this brother. I see his vision because I have that same vision. Brother Alpha, are you on the air? Yes, I am, Sister Wendy, and thank you again for having me on here with you. So tell me, you know, from out of what you just heard so far, Give me your your personal opinion about where we're going with this, and especially about that 10-point uh, program that I just threw out there and about the clergy. What's your, what's your stance on it? Well, if I can answer that in reverse, I'll be more than happy to. Uh, starting with clergy on the clergy side, because it, it kind of touch, touched me in the wrong way, <clears throat> This week, when I was talking to this young lady, and we were uh, discussing discussing uh, some child support woes, of course, mm-hmm. in in regards to her brother, and uh, what came out of it, uh, short of a long story, what came out of it was they too attend, you know, their respective church and what have you, and the pastor, you know, brings a mighty word, and uh, you know, I was I was I too. You know, like to uh, travel that route, you know, when I talk to uh, many different people, you know, because God is good. God is good. And uh, like I say, this young lady, she just did not want to hear that. She's heard enough. She's heard it from a pastor. She's heard it from other Mm -hmm. other people, other brothers and sisters and what have you. But at this point in time this week, her brother was facing incarceration. She told me, she said, Mr. Hells, I don't mean no disrespect, but let's freeze it. Let's stop it right here. I don't want to hear no more preaching, no more this, that, and the other. It ain't getting done. See, everybody wants to preach, 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 but nobody wants to step out on the firing line when it comes to, you know, putting a a, a face to the name and a name to the face in representation of these parishioners, of these people that attend these long-term church services. So I said, uh, well, you know, we may not go to the same church or what have you, but we still believe in the same word coming from the same source. So 
let let me, if you would allow me a second, let me go ahead and, and and say this quick prayer. Let me tell you what I need to tell you. Let me quote this verse to you, and then I'm going to assist where need be, where I can assist, and we're going to proceed forward. Well, once again, we did all of that, and uh, her brother ended up not going to jail. Uh, the uh, representative, the court represent court representative, excuse me was able to utilize uh, some of the work that I did prep on behalf mm-hmm. of the gentleman. And that gentleman, he, as we speak right now, he's able to sit at home and, you know, be a part of his kids' lives and along with his family. And that's right. the way that should be. Unfortunately, I can't do all the work by myself. Uh, I do, I perform, you know, a certain caliber kind of work, uh, mainly on a one-on-one basis because everybody one-on-one, they get that uh, one-on-one love, that care, okay? Uh, when I do it in a group session, everybody still gets the same thing, but we have to acknowledge that this is us, this is our group, okay? Uh, some people just need to be nurtured a little bit more than others. So, you know, when we do that one-on-one thing, yeah, you get that extra, that extra little bit of TLC, if you know what I mean. So that's the same thing, in my opinion. If we can get that out of the church, if we can get that out of clergy, then we will have this thing halfway beat because clergy will preach your ears off when it comes to some word. But what clergy is missing is that in real-life instances, uh, off of that pulpit, you're a human being and so am I. When I say I need you in the physical, that's where I need you. Okay, uh, what comes off the pulpit is fine. That that I'm I'm all for that. But when I need you, I need you. Okay, yeah. uh, so I did not get upset with the young lady when she said she didn't want to hear any more prayers and this any other. She's in other words, she was prayed. She was prayed. She was prayed out. <laughs> That's what she was telling me. You know, she was prayed out. Oh, you you so right about that, brother Alpha. You know because um, you can pray all day. But God used people Absolutely. to come and, and rescue in the prayer. He said, if that's you right. will hear me, and that's right within you. And if a person is calling out for your help, what's wrong? What's wrong that you can't hear it? As I said before, we got people that are in that court system just like they did with that mortgage fraud situation, and they just almost wiped everybody senseless in that area. Now, that's what's going on again with child support. And they're sitting right in your pews. They, they're looking for help. If they give their money to you, you should be able to give that money back. That's not all what's supposed to be for the, for, for, for the, the pastors and the workers. That was supposed to be the storage. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take it over. Keep going. No, you're <laughs> fine. Uh, now, the second part of that twofold question was uh, the 10-point program. <clears throat> Absolutely. I think with the uh, the Panthers, during that particular point in time, the only thing that they was trying to make their message uh, in relation to is, again, you're living this way, higher than the bar set. I'm living, mm-hmm. uh, you know, miles below the bar set. Yes. I would like to move up so I can get to a living standard 
way of you know of living as well. Right. Uh, it's the way that they went about conducting their business, which obviously made a threat to government because government also knew that if these guys could go ahead and organize accordingly, they're not going to be using our services. Yeah. They'll teach others not to use our services. Uh, and then they want to walk around with these guns. I believe that the message with that, too, was uh, bad bad mindsets of bad police officers and bad government is, is all alike. The reason why we are living substandard and yep. if you and if you have a problem with me to the point where you may want to pull out your gun well here's my gun so we're going to match bullet for bullet okay right. uh, unfortunately it came down to be that but it doesn't have to be that way today and now that we have right. regulated laws on the books it's not going to be that way but what needs to still be recognized is we still have a lot of subpar a lot of substandard of living of uh, people within this generated masses, people are still not able to live according to the game plan. Uh, someone that has a, a great job, a nice house, beautiful family, uh, a great church to go to and fellowship and what have you, then you're looking at someone that has none of that. But the question is, is don't you think that that person that doesn't have any of that, wouldn't they like to live the way you're living as well? So our job, Brothers and Sisters Keeper, from what I always thought it to be, was let me help gradually pull you up to where I am so we can be on the same playing field at the same time, and then we can show others how to get get to this point as well. And, hey, here it is. Everybody's happy. But when you have uh, some spiteful, jealous people you know that's always fitted in any equation. They're not. That's that's the furthest thing away from their mindsets. They don't want to help you do anything, get anywhere. Matter of fact, you got to know who people are and whom they are. Right. Who they are and whom they are, because a lot of people likes to just keep you dummy down for as long as they possibly can. There's a lot of people that always will talk about the resources, resources, resources. They know everybody under the sun. And then when it comes down to tapping into those resources, those resources amounted to uh, a negative eight. Okay? So you got to kind of like start all over again and go check out your own, try to develop your own resources and what have you, which is, is time-consuming. But, yeah, that's what you got to do in most occasions because people are not uh, in that helpful state of mind to try to help you get to where they claim they want to help you get to. Right. And if they try to help you get there, look out for the dummy dummy services that keeps you watered down and dummy dummy down at the same time because uh I I I actually am appalled with some of uh the services that I recently heard about that was being offered to uh some of these fathers and after hearing about some of these services, this was my reply. These programs sounds like they're only two seconds from bringing in Crayola crayons and coloring books. Now, who can well, paint the pretty? Who can paint the prettiest picture and get a get an award for it? Really, <laughs> you you can't be certified and bona fide as a true parent until you get an uh, some kind of a, a satisfactory award or what have you. Then you should never have had children. That's right. Now I. 
I, and, I, I got it a long time ago. How come these a lot of these children shows a form of disrespect in the same household where that man may be in when th- that child is uh, smart enough to realize that, wait a minute, my dad is actually learning how to be a dad. Wow. And like that uh, program that comes out of the government, Be a Better Dad Today. Well, I spoke with some gentlemen over this weekend, and we had a great time just laughing this up for days. Let me tell you something. Be a better dad today. Well, what does that entail? So one of the gentlemen was right on point that uh, he asked the question that I normally ask, and he came out of the blue and asked uh, the question. I didn't even have to bother to split my lips to, to ask it. But his question was, if you're saying be a better dad today, who are you referencing exactly? Because all of those good fathers that's locked up behind bars because they can't pay child support, obviously they ain't going to be a better dad today. What that's you right. And you know, you know what? And that you that you made that point about, you know, adult children making babies. You know, that's... In my mind, if you there are men and young men that know that if they don't wrap it up, that they're gonna get somebody pregnant, and that girl that don't help him wrap it up or take something since they're gonna go and do it anyway, they go off and have babies, knowing that. They may not have a daddy or a mama for their babies. And that is a touching thing as well. So in my thought, how do we educate those young people that have their hormones roaring all over the place to think before they do? Because if they do the things they they do, they're going to have to pay the consequences. And it just comes from them not thinking. So there is a person that I was talking to about this, and she felt the same way, that there is another side of this. They're decent, but they just wasn't thinking. So the system takes advantage of that. Because not only were they not thinking, they weren't educated about that system. If they engage in the sex and have a baby, what can happen? What you think about that, brother? And th- and that's exactly where I come from. Because, see, I'm not going to tell you the feel-good version that allows you to just go into this thing all free willy-nilly and hands down, come on, let's have sex, and whatever happens, happens, and we'll lay the straws down later. No, I'm going to tell it to you what you need to know, when you need to know it, and how you need to know it, and why you need to know it, because the deal is, is if you want to become a part one of these statistics, you go in there with that free-nilly attitude, of, and you make these children and what have you, and see what the results turn out to be. So I'm telling you the story up front. In other words, I'm using the uh, scare straight tactics on on the uh, the youth, as well as you know even some of the uh, parents that may have kids, but they're contemplating on you know hey 
I want to have another child. Did, did, did you really, really give this some thought? You know where we are right now. Now, we do we have a crystal ball to say if the timing is right to have a child versus not? No, we certainly don't. But we have a measure of common sense. And this is what where I take everyone. If you're going to have want to have a child, you have to set up certain components in place to protect yourself. It's just gonna because it's gonna come down to you versus the system. That's that's it. There's nothing in between. It's you versus the system. And and, and all that you can do is if you have to uh, 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 sign some kind of forms, get them notarized. Hey, you're not gonna take me to child support. Whatever agreements you could come up with beforehand, you make that happen. See, I know for a decent person, they're like, man, but that's too much business for us. You know, why should we have to go through all of that? Because people, their mindset changes at any given point in time. Uh, what happens when the two parties started off, started off as decent people and then the mindset of the custodial parent, uh, mostly the woman, what if her mindset decides to say, hey, I no longer want to be with this clown and uh, I want to go be with someone else, but I got a baby by him and, hey, I'm going to ruin his life. Uh, not always the case, but I've seen it a lot. And um, I don't want to continue to see the same things leading to damaged goods. You know, it's just too much of that. And, and and when you become damaged goods, you lose your self-worth, sometimes to the point where you just want to end everything and everybody. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, um, you leave a door wide open, and the healing process doesn't kick in quite as quickly when uh, these kind of incidents happen versus other incidents, if you know what I mean, because murder yeah. is still murder, and you got other innocent uh, uh, party members by way of family members once they lose a loved one behind something like this? I mean, right. child support? Really? So I, I, I'm always uh, setting the bar extra high for the mere fact that everyone is uh, just emulating what that group did or what that person did and those people over there, well, you're all doing the same thing, just in different locales. So none of you are really working outside the box. And when I talk and meet with these people, I have no intentions on bringing coloring books and Crayola crayons. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to line this. First, we're going to line this thing up biblically. Okay, so then we know exactly what we're dealing with. And then we're going to put some stuff on the table, uh, some program matter, uh, which can save a life more so than destitute a life. Right. Because even, even if you don't have the willingful help of uh, support services, uh, DCF, whomever, if you don't have support through those people, no matter what, you're still accounted, accountable to to and for and about yourself. And okay. I have to render that kind of information to you so you can go ahead and make sure that you do the best you can to be the best person that you can. So in that way, if, you, if you're good to yourself, then that's something that you can pass on in your situation and circumstances so you'll be good when you're going through this ordeal. Okay. 
So let's 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 see if there might be some callers that may have some questions for you, Brother Al, or you know, or comment, okay? So I am going to call on the line a six one four six two three seven. And callers, you are online. Welcome to Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio. Stand up, speak up, and speak out what you got to say about this. Or do you have a question for the guest of the show? Caller of 614-6237, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. How are you this evening? I am fine. And you, thank you for being on the show today. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I would like to comment on what Brother Elpa was talking about. Um, You know, we're really down on the court system, and that's because they have bunched us all together. You know, they're they're not looking at the, the person that's struggling, trying to be that supportive parent versus yes. the one that's out yes. there, not anything. They they bunched us all together. Yes. And and and, and in a way, I I can honestly say I believe that the system is so brutal at this point because it's like everything has been thrown in their lap to make the decision about the children of today. Yes. You know, and, and, and that's because we had those 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 young people out there making them babies and not ready to take on that responsibility. So it has been thrown over on the grandmothers, it's been thrown on over into the friend of the court mm. and other people are having to make these decisions. And so, therefore, the consequence behind that has to be severe because if they don't make it severe, the lesson don't get learned. And as you can see, it ain't got learned yet. And it's been quite a while that, like I say, men have and women certainly have been going to jail for child support. Now, the lesson will get learned, I guarantee you, when they get to the system. But at that point, you're late because now you got to go through the consequences. So why not think before you start this action of sex about what to do to keep from having to deal with that? And that's a very good statement. The uh, and that's fine if we're primarily discussing uh, first-time parents going to lay down with one another, probably just horse playing around. Their 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 mental really isn't in this factually. They're just again, you know, having fun playing around. They don't really know. Neither do they want to care about what the repercussions may turn out to be. But where where I uh, uh, lock horns with the punishment of the system comes uh, like four, five, sixfold. There's a, a whole lot of 
the what I would refer to as the mature generation, the persons that we came from that generation where we were taught how to how this thing works because our parents did it extremely well. But the thing about it is just because I knew protocol, I could not uh, uh, tell that lady, hey, we better not separate, uh, you know, because I'm sure that that's where a lot of these, what these men are telling some of these women today, you, we better not separate because if you put me in child support, this is what's going to happen to you. Unfortunately, I wasn't raised that way. If you're going to go, then go. But I still have a responsibility. I still must take care of my seed. So where people are, just like me, where people are is when you do not have the ability, such as income, to address and take care of the needs of your seed, your child. That is where we run afoul between parent and system because I understand that the system is right there. Boom, here's our services. Get on welfare, no problem. The man doesn't reside up under the same roof. You get all the welfare you need, no problem. We'll take care of you and the child, meaning the custodial parent and the child. The problem is is the man could still, on the other flip side of that same coin, he can shovel money to the custodial parent. That money never goes on to that child support account. Matter of fact, if, if that money's even told to support enforcement, they say, oh, that's a gift. Uh, it didn't go across our system. We can't get any interest on monies that you gave directly to that custodial parent. Oh, no, so that's a gift. We can't count that. So even though we have been taught, do what you got to do to the best of your ability. Just handle your business and take care of your seed. So you give money to the custodial parent and the custodial parents receiving welfare the only thing the system says, we, we're not accepting this gift, but we want all this welfare money. We're going to make you responsible for. And you, it's already accrued tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, you ain't going to pay that in a lifetime anyway, you know, if, you, if, if you're living, you know, b- below uh, uh, the uh, income rate. So when, when you have good people, good intentions, they know how this thing works, they know protocol, but you still don't have a job. The system is not, has not been lenient enough and trustworthy enough to come in on a one-on-one basis and say, hey, listen, I can feel your woes. I know what it's like out there. The economy hasn't fixed itself yet, so guess what? You ain't got to worry about jail. That's not even necessary. Let's, 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 let's uh, do this. Uh, you come in here. You show me your efforts of how you're going about trying to get a job, and here's some uh, other resources for you to follow up on. We will make a monthly meeting or every two months, every three months. I don't care what you want to schedule it. Put these people in place to give them free will accountability so then people can still see their, these obligors can still see their worth and they can still have a mindset and uh, uh, a heart feeling that these people are honestly trying to work with me. 
and they're not badgering me. They can understand what's going on. Because I'm gonna tell you, even uh, when people come and they'll 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 show me their uh, uh, efforts of trying to obtain work and what have you, and all I can do is shake my head because guess what? At the end of their efforts, at the end of the day, and they still don't have a job. That's only because they can't force or make any employer give them a job. And if the and if support enforcement or uh, uh, child support system, if they honestly wanted to fix this uh, this kind of an issue, they would have not just starting, but would have already had a certain amount of those jobs earmarked. For people just like this, these obligors just like this, because this is the only venue where people are forced, you know, to be put in a, in some type of a noose or that boot of oppression on your on your neck that says if you don't pay this thing, we take it, we're sending you to jail. Uh, they don't. They, <clears throat> let me tell you, I just recently started watching two uh, commercials. One of them was with uh, if you owe back taxes. Well, we know that you can go to jail for back taxes uh, because, <clears throat> because you you know you're not paying your taxes. Okay, so we we understand that that's not anything new. But one thing that struck me funny is I saw a commercial about a uh, insurance company, you know, automobile insurance company, and I found it so funny. Same time last year, that very same company never said anything about if you drive uninsured you can also face jail time so i said well that's a that's new that's a door opener i don't know how many other states uh is going about that uh very same process but i found that as a door opener and i said huh now they're really really pouring this message through other areas because uh uh, uh, child support, I think everyone on the planet knows that support enforcement will arrest you for not paying your child support. Uh, but when it came to uh, your insurance, when it came to your uh, not paying your income tax, those same commercials uh, that was produced same time last year, they were not saying that. They were not stating that, even though we already knew it. But what I'm saying is they're allowing us to visualize these things on TV now. So now we can never go back and say, oh, child support is the only thing that they'll send you to jail for. No, So they wanted to make sure that we get a clear uh, view that there are other things that, you know, these people will send you to jail for because they're obviously running uh, uh, short on money that, you know, filters down from the federal government. So, since every state is responsible for their respective states, let's see and, what we can do to pull some money in, you know, in other areas. And then if, if, if you if you handicap the individual because they have not paid their child support by mm-hmm. snatching their driver's license, how are they supposed oh, to get to a job? Yes, I mean, absolutely. So you're so you putting the handcuffs on me without putting me behind the bars. Well, you know, and that's so <laughs> that's that's so funny. There's some groups that's finally catching up, probably some five, ten, fifteen years later, uh, as we speak. They finally came to the uh, realization that if you lock uh, these obligors up, 
it's kind of difficult for them to get out and do their interviewing process and do their job searches and what have you. But the thing is, is that they move so slow when they're trying to put their case studies together and what have you. I say the biggest case study on anything, anything whatsoever, start with you, the individual, and then sit down and draft up some things uh, some solutions uh, and some sub-solutions of the solution. What will work and make a, uh, an immediate impact if it was me that was going through this right now? You know, because when you got groups and groups and groups of people and that person and that person and you're putting all these different minds together and what have you, I mean, sometimes you can get some good stuff and then well, most of the time you're trying to reach a uh, solution, but you're filtering through all the bad stuff. So even when we talk about collaboration and what have you, uh, collaboration is needed, is necessary and what have you, but in order to get there, we still have to be talking oranges as oranges and apples as apples, if you know what I mean, because some people may collaborate and they want to talk uh, apples and grapefruits. Okay, uh, the long, take the long way around, and then we'll get on one page. Okay, let it be grapefruits or let it be apples, but we got to get somewhere. So, you know, when you talk about putting those uh, handcuffs on you, <laughs> yeah, that that's a little bit uh, putting the how they say the cart before the horse. Yeah, and 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 even after even after the fact that you've locked me up. Now you've made me a felon, and I can't get a job. Absolutely, and in some so, and in, yes, ma'am. So, 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 what is what what is the the ultimate uh, uh, goal for 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 the child support system? If you if you're destroying the person's life, how do you figure they're ever going to be able to do anything different? <laughs> I totally agree. Absolutely, Yes. All right. We're, I want to be able to bring another caller on to this conversation. Perhaps it would be a 3D conversation, all right? And then after, we will go on a short break and resume after then. There is another caller here of 910-0689. Caller, you are on the line. Welcome to Lardy, Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio. And if you have any questions or comments, this is your time. Stand up, speak up, and speak out. Caller of 910, area code, and last four digits, 0689. Do you have anything you want to ask his questions to the host or to the guest or just a comment. Well, all right, then I guess the caller is just listening in. All right. So now what we want to do at this time is go on a small break real quick, and then we will resume the child support news, the trust factor, and the right to vote, part two. Be right back.
All right, all right. I am back, everyone. This is Lardy Miss Clardy, and you're listening to Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio, and we're talking about child support news, the trust on factors, the excuse me, the trust factors, and the right to vote. And we're talking a, a little bit about the uh, Black Panthers, the vanguards on the 10-point program, and how does this uh, philosophy fit in today's era without rioting the government, of course. And we also have talked about clergy to a certain degree. We really haven't gotten to the nitty-gritty, but we're getting there, okay? And we're asking, where are you? And also now the question is about colonizing. And I want to talk briefly on the subject of colonizing for the benefit of protecting decent obligors from the harms of the Child Support Enforcement Agency and the news of, of, of having the clergy involvement, okay? Because they are the queens of production and education on how not to become victims and targets to themselves and to the system we speak about. So this is a call also for collaboration. So, you know, we don't need escalation. We don't need to be like, you know, the groups that's stomping out there, like, you know, the Occupy and Black Matters and all of that, and escalating uh, even the situation where, you know, in Chicago where Trump came to talk, but he couldn't even talk because, you know why? Everything was escalated. We don't want to do that. We don't want no escalation. We just want someone and who all that's willing to step up and do this kind of work to help colonize. Because, see, in the Bible, it talks about the ants. And if anybody knew about the ants, the bees, and the moles, rats, what uh, do they all have in common for survival? They colonize. They come together for the common good of survival of the species. Well, we are a species, too. We just happen to be uh, higher intelligence, and sometimes we act dumber than the ants and all of them because we can never come together on anything. But on something like this, we need to colonize. And when it talks about in Proverbs 6 and 6, over here where it talks about the bees, I mean, well, the birds and the bees, let's put it like that. <laughs> but over here in Proverbs 6 and 6, it says, Go to the ant, thou slugger, consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, Overseer or ruler, she provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest. All right? So, I mean, you can read on if you want to in Proverbs 6, but this brought out a big, a big thought for me. All right, now, the Black Panthers, they came up with a 10-step program, all right, a 10-point program. And the only way that they could do that, they had to colonize. And then they separated in what we would call uh, had a uh, franchise in this state and that state and that state and colonized and had a system. And as I said before, we can't come together on nothing, it seemed like. But 
We got to because we are losing first our young children. We're losing our fathers for the children. And the women are falling by the wayside, too. Now, I know that the clergy say, look, we done did all we can do. Shoot, we got to keep a roof over the congregation that we got. Well, but still, if you would just allow God to use you, you can help to colonize this because, see, we as ministers are the queens to the production and to the education. All we need to do is collaborate, come together, stop the escalating. No, I want to be the king of my church. No, I want to be the, uh, uh, the apostle woman of this church. And all of y'all as apostles, pastors, ministers, all of y'all who call yourself all these things, would you please come together and help to colonize, collaborate so we can connect, so we can produce education, and produce the help for the survival of our young people that's here today. That 10-point program that the vanguards have was not far off at all. We just need to shut up, quit trying to shout out to the government, and shout out to the people, and get some trust going on with us, and come together. Because if we don't we, you know, you might as well say that this is a moot, a moot, as the law would call it, the moot, it's moot. What we, we can't do nothing about it until somebody decides to colonize. Now, if the ants can do it, and you look at the ants, look at the bees, look at all of them, and they are a working uh, a species that don't even care about having a leader, don't even care about all that stuff. They just said we got a common goal. We need to eat, we need shelter, and we need to protect these babies. Let's do our job. And if anybody come in between, we gather up and we block it. Colonizing is not bad at all if I, if I say it, you know what I mean? But we need to connect. We need to collaborate, and we need our clergy. Stop hiding in them churches and come out. All right, now I'm going to turn it back over to Brother Alpha so that he can finish up, you know, the conversation. And Brother Alpha, and I'm going to give the floor back to you, and the sister that answered on the phone to ask the questions and also to make statements, thank you for uh, speaking up and, and speaking your mind about what's going on. I hope that you stay so that we can still have this conversation. we got a few more minutes left. So, and the general, whoever this is at 910 with the area code and the last four digits, 0689, you may want to come in, hopefully, and, you know, give your opinion. But for now, Brother Alpha, what do you think about uh, colonizing, collaboration, and connection? What do they all have in common with the ants? Well, I'm I'm huge on collaborating, you know, once again for the right cause with the right people. Uh I we just don't need people in there that's going to try to throw a monkey wrench in a in the gearbox. You know, if you got a well-oiled uh running engine, you want to keep it well-oiled and running. Uh when you know, you can get people to, you know, 
give me give me your stuff. What you what you got going on? Here's my stuff. This is what we got going on, and so on and so mm-hmm. on. Take take out all the over take out the all part. the overlap. You know, take out all the overlap and let's uh, get some other get uh, some 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 of the stuff uniformed and get it you know promoted. But again. You know, when it comes to collaborating, you know, you got so many people that say, hey, I don't want to collaborate. You know, I don't want to lose my identity for me and my group. But I, You know, I don't want to take a back seat to whomever and what have you. You know, what we're doing, we're all fighting the to get to the same place in a reasonable time. But people want to do it their way. You know, I say, listen, I don't care how we do it or, or, or which way we do it, long as we get it done. In, order, in other words, let's do something because we all get credit for the same stuff when we uniform and get it done together. Right. Uh, I, I know that I speak in different terminology where it's groundbreaking and, and a lot of people are just becoming educated upon uh, what this venue and who it really pertains to because for the longest uh, point in time and even to this very day where everyone keeps talking about non-custodial parents, non-custodial parents, non-custodial parents. Well, that's a lie from the pits of hell, And but Satan did a bang-up job when he promoted it through his pawns and they got it out there and it's been through that propaganda machine from its inception and that's why it fell so heavy on the mindsets of, these, uh, of the masses. A non-custodial parent, is uh, someone that just doesn't reside with their kids. They can go and set up uh, some type of a uh, customized contract with that custodial parent, bypassing the system all together, and work out the details, what's in the best interest of their their children, and let it be that. It's only when you get into the system by way of signing off on a contract saying that you are the parent of that child, you're the obligor, this is the arrears that accumulated in the amount of time that they say that they were looking for you, but this is the amount of money that has uh, accumulated, and you're responsible. You're, we're holding you uh, obligated, responsible for paying this back. But one thing that uh, comes to mind, when they found that obligor and you produce this amount of money that was in arrears, did you ever, in all honesty, set up uh, some type of um, uh, backroom mediation to see what uh, resolution could be reached between those two parents by way of, listen, $10,000 and you don't even have a job, you ain't never paying this thing back. Maybe we can work out something else between the two of you and, uh, you know, let's put a fix on it so then the obligor can have their life, the custodial parent can have their life, the, chill, the, the chill, child is fine because the child has access to both parents. But long as you're only looking at that uh, bottom line figure called arrears, it keeps the obligor in limbo as to, am I, as far as my life, am I going or am I coming? Okay. Yep. Okay. So then, I mean, you're telling the truth on that. And nothing is going to happen until we come together and nobody is willing to do that everybody want to have their own thing uh i'm gonna ask the sister again from 614 uh with the last digits of 6237 and see what she think about the colonizing 
the collaboration and the connection. Well, what do you have to say about it? I, I say the collaboration is between them two adults that made that baby. Okay, see, this 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 is what I say. If you if if you take care of your business from the get go, that's before you lay down and have fun, then you won't have the system in your business. You see, and all those that are are not prepared to take on that responsibility, then it is your responsibility not to be making these babies. You see, because when you do this, like I say, you put the, you put the system in your business. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, didn't, they didn't just come out the woodwork and say, oh, we're going to go pick on these two over here because mm-hmm. they look like they're having fun and they, they got a couple of <laughs> kids. Let's go see what they're doing. <laughs> You're yes. bringing it to them because here you come, I need help. The man wasn't working nowhere. The woman ain't working nowhere. And prior to Obamacare, they probably didn't have no kind of insurance. So how you going to be laying down and not thinking? What yes. if That's I right. get pregnant? You better, right. you, better, you better start thinking. If you ain't thinking, you better start. <laughs> yes. Because I, I guarantee you, all those that's in the system, they thinking. Well, they so thinking now. Okay, so then when it comes to the colonizing part, okay, now we got the collaboration is going to be with the church and the organizations and, you know, the mother and the father of the baby for collaboration. But what about colonizing? Who we need to come in the middle to kind of like overshadow that thing so that we can survive it? That's what what you're asking the the, the clergy to do. But you see, the clergy don't want to get in that. They don't want to get in that because they ain't about what they supposed to be about. Mm. They ain't about the people. They ain't about the people. Explain that. Explain the fact that they're not about the people. Yes, explain it. Go deeper. How how I know they ain't about the people is because you don't see them out in the street with the people. You don't see them stopping and talking to people on the street anymore. The only ones you see doing that, uh, trying to even pull you into the church, is the uh, seven-day Adventists and the Jehovah Witnesses. Mm. Everybody else is standing up in a big, beautiful church, letting the members bring other members, and they ain't they they ain't even connecting with the members. Well, if, you member, if you didn't been a if you didn't been a member for a, a, a church for a year, and the pastor don't know you by your first name, you ain't connected to that mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so there's your colony right there. If if okay. the clergy were involved, we would have a college because mm. everybody would be on the same page. Yes, ma'am. Mm. Oh boy. Mm. Okay. Well, <laughs> so how do we get the connection to get started? <laughs> That's a good question. So how did we get here? Yep. I, I'm still trying to figure out how did we even get into this situation. That's because it started back then. In 1969, when Hoover 
stop the movement of the 10-point program, and it needs to be brought back in. I'm not saying the bum rush and the rioting of that era, but I'm saying that we still need that pimp, the 10-point program to be existing oh. now to how do we how do we get it connected? Again, that, that, that where your clergy come in because you can bet, like I say, if 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 all the clergy were involved and they were talking to their people and connecting with their people, we wouldn't have this problem. Yes. You wouldn't have you yes. would one you wouldn't have these kids out here making babies. Now we all, we we all know we've all been young once before, so we know nature gonna take its course. Ain't mm-hmm. no question about that. And it, and it's different for every individual. Some start younger than others. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, they're not being educated properly about how to protect themselves from getting pregnant. Number two, when I was eleven years old, sex wasn't even on my mind. Because my mama had so many other things for me to be concentrating on. I ain't had time to think about sex. Mm-hmm. Now everything that the kids look at on TV is involved in sex. Everything they go to the show is involved in sex. This is why they all looking for love. Mm-hmm. Yes. So quickly. And the, lo- and the love starts at home. Amen. So- and it. There's your broken component. There is no more home when you have one parent one way, another parent the other way, and the children are gapped in the middle. So they are being forced to do what I said a very long time ago that I hope not to see, but I'm seeing it manifest as we speak. These children are in a position where they are raising themselves. But that's but but that's uh, another discussion uh, outside of outside of the parental discussion that we uh, are trying to uh, prevent from continuing to happen by jailing decent obligors for not having the ability to pay child support. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's let's look at this. Let's come quickly. So I wasn't wrong when I said look at the ants and learn from them. Because, see, their main concern is getting food in season and out of season. And they protect their homes. They so strong and so strong-willed that they can carry the biggest woes. Say, like, for instance, if a person took and stepped on their home, they all get together and rebuild that sucker back and then have a way... Protect they. They have a way to protect their children. They got everything already designed for a whole fallout. Now we ain't got nothing in place, and when the fallout comes, we just go. That's, we're just taking with the taking. Wendy, that's because they had parents. When 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 the aunt had babies, they took care of their babies and showed their babies what their responsibilities were. Same thing with the bees and the birds. You understand? Yes. They had parents to teach them how to survive. Yes. The people have stopped doing that. They are not teaching their children how to survive anymore. They have long stopped doing that. That's why we in the hole we in. 
because somewhere too many of us, I ain't going to say all of us, too many of us left that responsibility to somebody else. Yes, ma'am. Mm. Well, last question. Mm. <laughs> do, and this is for Brother Alpha, do decent obligors, even if they went to jail, to have the right to vote? And why? Well, that's state by state. I mean, that's the state's call. But let me tell it, no one should have their right to vote stripped away from them as being one of your liberties, okay, your civil liberties. Uh, this is supposed to be home of the brave, land of the free, and yada, yada, mm-hmm. yada, and so much of the other uh, stuff and the propaganda that they produce and put out. Uh, this is, you know, a, a free flight country. You know, come over here, we'll make it right, live your dreams and what have you. Listen, you have good, bad, and indifferent in anything in our walk, daily walk of life, good, bad, and indifferent, probably all at the same time, okay? Uh, we, our way that we have to get to a, a happy medium of dealing with the good, bad, and indifferent is if you're good, this is the side you're on. If you're bad, that's the side you're on. It's that middle category, the ones that's indifferent because they can fluctuate, they can go one side or the other in the blink of an eye at any point in time, which increases that number. We would like to see more good than bad, but depends on the, the, the opportunity that presented itself and where that person was at the time of seeing that opportunity when it presented itself. When you have people that want to address their issue, rather child support, take, doing better uh, on their jobs, or just getting a job, period, or taking care of their families or what have you. At any given point in time, if you lack the ability to do as such, that does not mean, well, now let's hound them. Let's call out the dogs. Uh, and for the obligors, uh, we're not just going to call out the dogs and hound them. We're going to get them in court. Then we're going to jail them. That's adding fuel to an existing fire. And that is, let me ask you something. When did child support court become a criminal court? Actually, when did child support court become a FDIC certified bank? It became a criminal court. It became a criminal court when they got too many children that they had to be responsible for. I mean, can you, can you imagine being the judge on the bench and you got 20 cases coming into you a day? And all of them, you got to make the decision what's in the best interest of the child. And you don't know neither one of the parents. Well, and I hear what you're saying, ma'am. But it's not that I, and see, the thing is, is I don't personally know you, but I hear your conversation. And I respect my elders. That's the way I was raised. But still yet, I've had some elders that even said some some things that just normally, you know, it runs afoul. But in a nice way, I would actually, you know, explain that to me better. So when it comes to the judges, they may have those cases and what have you. But in a nice way, unfortunately, that's what those guys signed up for. They're judges. We don't, I, personally, I don't care about their caseload from day to day. I don't care about those clerks' caseload from day to day. If it's too much for you to handle in a nice way, 
why don't you go find another job and render your job to somebody that's willing to do the job and do it correctly? So your caseload is no matter to me because I may be one of those good people that comes before you, and because you're having a, either an off day or you're having too many caseloads just to get rid of me because you're tired, you say, Oh, I'm not even really going to pay attention. All I know is that you owe uh, 100000 in back child support. Oh, you don't have a job. You ain't no good to your family, so you ain't no good to us either. Lock them up, you know, and call it a day. Unfortunately, there's too much of that. These cases are supposed to be catered to on a one-on-one basis. And if you have to get up to take a breather, or how my old uh, management used to say, get up and take a, 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 a break every now and then, stretch your legs, go cigarette break, go to the bathroom, do something. But don't make the wrong judgment, especially in this particular case with child support because you are not just ruining the life of that decent obligor you're ruining the life of that child and that custodial parent as well especially if the custodial as well as the obligor had uh outside communication all right all right now quickly just quickly uh the sister from six one four six two three seven I'm giving three minutes for you to say what you have to say, and then I need to close this thing out. This has been very, very nurturing today. Okay, I got one phrase. Pay it forward. If we all get on that page, I guarantee you we'll all be all right. Now, if you don't know what pay it forward means, I suggest you find out. Then you, and I want you to get your own understanding of what pay it forward means. That's why I'm, I'm just making that yes. statement and check it out. And once we get on that page, if we can all get on that page, we'll all be all right. Yes. Yes. All right. Is there any we're, last words? Oh, go we're ahead. In a selfish gonna... world right now. We got to, we got to cut it out. Together we stand, divided we fall. Absolutely. Amen. Yes, I agree. All right. Well, you this concludes the show for this evening, and I want to thank everybody that has came onto the show and had something to say, even the listeners. I want to thank you for listening in on Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio on the Child Support News, where we're talking about the trust factors and the right to vote. And next week, meet us again at the same time, 4.30 Pacific Time and 7.30 Eastern Time. Brother Alpha, is there any last words that you would like to say for this evening? Yes, thank you very much for having me on the show once again, and uh, and, and definitely thank uh, our caller from 6237. It's been a pleasure. And one thing that I just want to leave the listeners with, <clears throat> if you're dealing with this issue at hand currently, I always say that, you know, help is on the way. It may be slow coming, but it truly is on the way. 
Uh, Family First International is working on some things right now as we speak, and uh, and I did share them with you, uh, host. And uh, we just want to see what the implementation pro- process will be to get these things implemented because if we can if if we are successful in this attempt then it's going to allow a lot of us as obligors to get our lives back and you will be able to have the freedom to roam and not feel like you have that uh uh harness you know, like you're wearing a harness and you're getting reeled in from time to time or that boot of oppression, uh, you know, all that nonsense. This is very real. It always has been. But when good people are going through some bad uh, uh, situations and circumstances just because of money, there's a problem. It is fixable, by the way, but the problem doesn't lie within the parent. It lies within the people that has uh, the resources to help fix it, but they don't want to fix it. So there's your problem. And we need to get those people up on their J-O-B, get them up on their job. Because remember, we still are uh, constituents. Yeah. I thank you very much for Brother Alpha for having me the one to be a part of this movement and a part of your vision to get the word out. Lardy Miss Clarity's forum is a unique forum. And if we talk about issues that's dealing with victimization and fraud that is in the lives of people's lives on an everyday basis. And, and they're a part of the grassroots community. And so this forum has been very blessed to have you on my show, this one, this one, you know, and so I hope to continue to have a long-lived uh, relationship of collaboration to continue these shows because they are very, very educational. New, 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 new so all that's out there, that have been listening, all you good people that have been listening to these shows. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, just know, as my part, as I am a minister, just like all of us are, and we have a part to play, and my job is to make sure that to get the word out, get educated on certain situations that can harm your life. We want you to live, and we want you to be self-sufficient and knowing what to do to protect yourselves. So, again, I want to thank every last one of you for being on the show. My name is Lardy Miss Clardy, and this is Lardy Miss Clardy and company on Blog Talk Radio. And putting a last announcement out, Saturday, April 23rd, at 1 p.m. in Columbus, Ohio, is a co-parenting tool uh, to make it work. It's by Manning Law Company, a Christian divorce attorney, okay? 
And the workshop will literally change your life for the better. It is designed for moms and dads, custodial and non-custodial parents. It offers practical solutions to common problems caused by parenting from two different households. Participants will understand their rights under court orders related to custody, visitations, shared parenting, and child support. Participants will learn different ways to think about the co-parenting relationship and leave inspired, empowered, and encouraged about their children's future. So, all you out there that's in Columbus, Ohio, remember Saturday, April 23rd, 2016 at 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Be there. Good event, it sounds like. And again, I want to tell everybody, thank you very much for being a part of the show. And um, I'm signing off. You are listening to Lardy, Miss Clardy and Company on Blog Talk Radio. Have a good evening. Good night.